top of the morning, afternoon, evening, and night, everybody. And welcome back to another Politoco podcast episode. So in this episode, I kind of wanted to touch on something which is a little bit sensitive. So for a bit of backstory, essentially when I started my this podcast, so after the first episode went live, I put a poll out, or I put a questionnaire out on my Instagram story, and I said, what would you like me to talk about? And one of my friends asked a question and put something on that and they asked what can a friend slash partner do to help someone when their mental health is deteriorating and i thought this was a very interesting question and i went to a mental health slash suicide prevention workshop called are you okay which kind of relates to this question and i want to talk about what i learned and hopefully allow that experience of what i've learned to help anybody that's listening to this and give them any tips and tricks on how they can approach someone and ask, are you okay? And although it was a suicide prevention workshop that I went to, I won't talk about suicide in this episode, um, but I most likely will talk about it in a future episode when I start to broadly talk about mental health and other things which I would like to talk about. So with this workshop that I went to, they kind of broke down everything that you could do into four different steps. So I'm just going to go through each step and talk about what they mean. So for the first step, ask, are they okay? And that's the question. That's the name of the company. That's the main question. It's just asking them, are they okay? If you see that they're a bit different, a bit under the weather, don't, not acting as they normally would be, just ask, are you okay? Because doing this first step, as minute as you might think it is, it could be massive to them because it's letting them know that you're there and that you're noticing their behavior. But make sure that it's the right time and the right place to ask, are they okay? Are you okay? If it's in the middle of, of a party with people around, then that might not be the best place. But if it's just you two alone in a quiet place, then, you know, you could go ahead and ask, are you okay? Because when you ask them, are they okay? It portrays interest and it creates a sort of connection between you two. And then they know you're there. But although you ask, are you okay? Just be ready to be rejected. There are so many different factors which can link into why you would be rejected, such as they might want to talk to somebody else. It's not the right time. They don't want to open up at that specific time. Um, But at least when you're doing it, you're letting them know that you're there for them. Even if they'd rather not talk to you, it will just give them a sense of comfort, which will help them. And if they don't want to talk to you, then you can refer them to someone else. Just let them know that you care for them and that there could be somebody else that you do know who could help them with whatever they need. So let's say you ask someone, are you okay? And then they respond with something along the lines of, no, not really. And then they start to talk to you. This then goes on to the second step of what we were taught during this workshop. The second step is arguably the most important step which is listen without judgment. They want to speak to you, so they will begin to talk to you. But as they talk to you, you have to listen with an open mind. Don't don't talk too much. Allow them to do the talking. You're the one that asks them, are you okay? And they feel comfortable talking to you about it, so just let them speak. And for the sometimes that you do speak, you, there's something that you can do, which I have been told about some of that uh, counselors and therapists and that what they learn is to repeat and summarize what they've said. Don't focus on yourself. 
this is the main thing. Don't say something along the lines of, I know what you're going through. Don't say something like that. Don't give any opinion or judge. Hence the name of this step being listen without judgment. Don't say words such as, or phrases such as, look on the bright side. That doesn't solve their problem for them. Now, when you're listening without judgment, there is this technique that therapists and counselors do use, and it's the use of silence. And it is very key. And there's there's a time that they kind of mention, and it's a saying that six seconds is the best. So if they say something to you and it goes silent, and then they're gonna wait for you to reply or wait for them for you to say something, just wait six seconds or around six seconds, because this will then if they want to elaborate on something, then these six seconds will allow them to fill the silence with with anything extra that they want to say. But what can you give to someone? When you listen without judgment, you are giving them their time to speak. You know, this is their space. You're the one that asked the question, are you okay? And they feel comfortable, so this is their space. And this is where they want to talk to you. But you've got to think about what type of questions you want to ask them. If they bring something up and you want to ask them a question, you can either do open or closed questions. Now, a closed question might be something when you want to focus on a specific aspect of what they've said, or an open question to continue to allow them to just talk to you and to allow any other things that might pop up out of nowhere, and then you can kind of focus on those things as well. Now, the third step is something that they title as encourage action. So after they've told you all of these things, don't give them advice. You know, you can give them contact to someone else, potentially a counselor, or if you're at school, a teacher, or just somebody there who can give them advice on what they can do. But since you're the one asking them, you could encourage some actions. So you could potentially do things with them. There are some fun things that you could do, like coffee, arcade, bowling, just fun things that you two can do together to lift their spirits and get them out of the house if they're staying inside a lot of the time. But all of this is just to potentially spend time with them, if they want to, of course. If they would rather be alone, then you can ask them. And if they say, I would rather be alone, then that's absolutely fine. But just let them know that you're there if they ever want to do anything. After you've done these things, encourage them to rest and to sleep more. Because if they're not feeling too well, they might be losing out on some sleep. And that can also then make them not feel too great in the morning and throughout the day and then they don't sleep and then it kind of just this repeating cycle of not feeling great. And then ask what you can do. How can you help out? You could make them dinner one night. You could do the dishes for them one night. There are certain things that you can do that they might not want to do themselves. But if you put yourself in that position to ask what you can do to help, then they might feel a lot more comfortable and allow you to do something for them. But what would help you? You're the one that asked them, are they okay? And they've responded to you and you've given them all these different ideas. But how can you manage the load? Why not plan something? Set aside a Saturday or a Sunday and make a little timetable for a day that you guys might spend together. So in the morning, you could grab coffee. In the afternoon, you can go to have a game of bowling. And then in the evening, you can go watch a movie. Just make a plan and a timetable that you can share with them and then they can get back to you whether or not that works for them. You can also advise a counselor. So a counselor that you might know 
or a counseling clinic that you know is reliable, you can give the person that you asked, are you okay, their contact details, and then that person can reach out to them if they'd like to, or you can ask them instead, if they would like you to reach out for them. And then you can get in contact with a counselor and then you can try and get them to, to meet up and then they can talk. And then that counselor can advise what would be the next best step. Now the listening without judgment step was very important because it allowed them to talk to you and to tell you as much as they wanted to and then you were, you were able to get all of this information from them. But the fourth step is arguably this as important or even more important than that step than listening without judgment. And the fourth step is checking in. Checking in after you've done everything. After you've listened, after you've potentially encouraged action and you've done something with them, checking in is always important. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be going over to their house or where they're staying. It could be a simple text or call just to let them know that you there, that you are there and that you care for them. And something to keep in mind is everything you've done can go straight back to the first step. It's not a quick fix. And that's important. If you go through all of this and you reach the fourth step and they're checking in, but then everything crumbles back to the beginning, that's absolutely fine. It is not a quick fix. Everything can start again. And then that goes back to you asking, are you okay? And when you're checking in, it feels genuine and that it's not a one-off thing. You ask them, are you okay? You give them these things that you could do together. You do something together and then you don't speak about it again. But if you come back to them and check in with them with a simple text or a simple call, that will make it feel very genuine. Because not checking in can then undo the three steps. And it could go back to the first step. And then they don't think that you care. And then they won't want to bother anyone else. And if you don't check in, then later on down the line, you might ask, are you okay? And they won't want to talk to you about it. Because they'll just think in their head, oh, this isn't going to be genuine. They're just going to help me out once. And then they're not going to be there for me again. Something along the lines of, let's catch up soon to see how you're doing. You know, repeat some ideas that you gave them because they could have changed their mind on it. And that was everything that I learned, essentially, during that entire workshop. I did this workshop about June of 2021, so about two years ago now and a year and a half ago. And it was very interesting to go to. I learned a lot of new things and there's a lot more that dives into suicide and what to do if someone talks about them talking to you about suicide, which I will leave for another episode because I just wanted to focus on that one question from my friend, which was, what can a friend slash partner do to help someone when their mental health is deteriorating? And I hope this episode has given you some insight, has given you some tips, and has kind of taught you something about what you can do if you do see someone you're close to, if you see that their mental health is deteriorating. So thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that you learned something that you can use in your day-to-day -day lives. If you see someone, whether that be close to you or not, being under the weather or acting in a way that isn't really them, why not go up to them and ask them, are you okay?